Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Brian. I'm here today with Mandy, and today we are going on a little bit of a Psalms journey. We're just like reading over the Psalms. Uh, We are starting today with Psalm 12, and we're going all the way to Psalm 21, I believe, but we're skipping a couple uh, because we've read them before, specifically Psalm 18, I think. Um, And so before we like really dive into this, um, this is a little bit of a challenge, I feel like, for this podcast, because basically what we've been doing is reading these like broad sweeping narratives. And so it's not real weird to read like a big passage of scripture and be like, okay, what do you think about what David did today? But now what we're going to do is read through these Psalms, which is like a kind of like meditation literature. You're actually kind of supposed to read over these and think about them and soak them in. So this is actually not admittedly a great format for this. Yeah, no, it felt like a, um, no, I love the Psalms. And so reading like eight of them in a row just made it feel way less meaningful. It's pretty weird to just blitz out eight Psalms. And this is not the only day that this is going to happen. Um, so I I am going to give you homework, dear listeners. Um, if you really want to get something out of these next couple of days, you're going to have to pick one of these Psalms and stew on it the entire day. So this, so this is a real challenge. If you can hear me, if you're listening, if you'd like to listen, get your Bible out, decide today, like which one is it going to be? Um, I, I have a recommendation. I think Mandy probably has a recommendation. It Mm -hmm. might be the same. Yeah. Um, but really like if you do want to get something out of this, if you want to grow your relationship with God, I am specifically challenging you today to pick one of these Psalms and read it several times today. I don't care if it's eight times in a row in the morning, maybe it's like once in the morning, once at lunchtime, once in the evening. But if you do want to get something out of the Psalms, you have to revisit them pretty consistently. And I think you need small doses. So Sometimes what I do, if I like don't know where, like, okay, which one? How would I know out of these nine or whatever? How what, how do I know which one to read? If you just read the first like three lines, I think it can set you up for where he's coming from that day. We've already talked about how David, you know, he's got a lot of feelings and we give David such, we've been giving David such a hard time, but honestly, I kind of love the guy because I relate. But anyway, all that to say, like some of these Psalms are coming from a darker place than others, because by the time we get to the one of the last ones that we're reading... I want to say it's like 20 or 21. It almost feels more like a blessing. He's like saying, I pray you get all the desires of your heart. And I pray that God would show you his victory and that all this stuff. So we start out with him saying like, <laughs> cut off the lips of these people. Um, and it gets real weird. And he's talking about neighbors lying and how everything's kind of terrible. And it moves into, by the time we're done reading today, a blessing. So what I would say is just read the first couple lines and feel like, is that vibing with where I am today? Because listen, you're going to get a whole lot of, you're going to get the whole spectrum of emotions in the ones we read today. That is something that sticks out to me. There's a lot of emotion in these. And I, I anticipate that that'll be the case as we continue through. There's just a lot of emotion in the Psalms. Um, there's a lot of things that would be super weird if you said them in a real conversation with a real person. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, like, Mandy, can you imagine how weird it would be if I was frustrated with someone and I was just like, you know what? I just like, I just actually want to cut their lips off. <laughs> You'd be like, are you okay, man? <laughs> and then we would say, no, I'm no, not okay. No, no, no. And neither no, was David. Not okay. Um, so, all right. So one that stood out to me when we were reading through, uh, I mean, there's a couple, but in Psalm 16, uh, he has this one line that he says, 
uh, I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. And I just wanted to kind of talk about that because this isn't the only place in scripture where it talks about, you know, God speaking to us, even in like through our dreams sometimes. Sometimes I think you can have dreams that are vivid because you had like spicy salsa before bed and I think like it gets weird or you took a melatonin and, you know, whatever. But I, whatever, you do do whatever you need to do. But um, I think also, you know, the Lord can speak to us through dreams because I think that's where our... I don't know. He can show up in that way in a very different way than he could in the daytime when we're all very busy running around, all that stuff. So for me personally, um, I've had several dreams over the last, I don't know, five or six years when I've started paying attention more that I feel like were ones I needed to remember, ones where God was trying to tell me something and I would write them down, talk about them with a friend, ask God about them. And just kind of like, do they align with scripture? Does it sound like the heart of God? Like, and is this a something for me to remember? So for me, it's been kind of cool because this is very, it's kind of new for me to pay attention to my dreams like that. Um, and anyway, so that stood out to me in that Psalm that even at night, God is still committed to guiding us. So when we talk about like, I'm not sure what next step to take. I'm not sure like what to do. I don't know what God's saying. I don't know. We were talking, what did you say earlier about if you're studying the Greek, it might just be because you want to, and this ties into Psalm 19, which yeah. is what we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in studying the Greek because you're trying to figure out what something actually means, it could just be because you want to like get out of what it really means. And I think what, what these Psalms are all pointing to is that like God is very committed to guiding us, leading us, instructing us, showing us the way. Um, and he's going to do it in the daytime and even in the nighttime. So then what what do we make uh Ryan what do we make of it when we when we feel so lost and so confused if all of these are pointing to like no god is trying to instruct you and lead you uh man that that's that's a good question that's a hard question like because when you feel lost and confused um you 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 feel lost and confused yeah. how deep is that <laughs> um i don't know i think um i think that god is really committed to leading us if we lean in to follow. Mm. Um, I've been reading a lot about like the covenants that he made with people in the Old Testament. That's just like something that I'm reading quite a bit on right now. And I think in most of them, you see God leading, leaning in in a way that would have stood out in a pretty radical fashion. Like, okay, you're the creator of the universe and you want to be involved in my life in this way. Um, I do think, I do believe that God wants to lean in like, like we draw near to God, he draws near to us. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. And so I think, you know, as long as we're rooted in God's word and we're not going off the rails, I do think that we can get a lot out of trying to listen to God, primarily through his word first, like the written word, but also through the ways that he chooses to reveal himself. Maybe that's um, at night, like what you're, what you're drawing off of in, I forget the Psalm, um, Psalm 16, Psalm 16. Um, you know, something that I am like open to and learning a little bit more about um, not all of you that listen, go to worship center, but worship center is like a little bit more open to the movements of the Holy spirit than what some other churches may be. And I'm not, I'm not picking a fight with any other churches or anything, but I didn't grow up in a church like that. Um, so specifically like at, um, at youth group last night, we had Shannon Khan speak um, and he, he felt like at the end he needed to come up and pray for somebody that had a specific nickname that he felt like the spirit revealed to him. That, to me strikes me as pretty weird. That's not something that's typical. Like my, my Mennonite church services did not usually end with, I'm supposed to pray for somebody that goes by the nickname, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
Um, but what's cool is, so so I'm admitting up front, like I have hesitancies about that. That seems weird to me mm. culturally. Yeah. Not because I believe it's wrong, just because I haven't seen it a lot. Right. Um, but what's cool and what comes, what came out of that specifically was that actually resonated with a couple of people um, in a really dynamic way. Wow. That they asked for prayer. And I know these kids pretty well. They're not kids who would normally ask for prayer. Mm. So the, the Holy Spirit, I believe, like did reveal to Shannon, the speaker, that there was a desire to work in someone's life in a specific way. And because Shannon was open to that and open to sharing that, uh, people were able to receive ministry in a unique way. Yeah. Um, none of it was off the rails crazy. You know, it wasn't like, I feel the spirit calling me to tell you to give me 50 bucks so I can buy something cool. It's like, no, that's wrong. Right, exactly. Um, it was all rooted in ministry. It was all really sound. Uh, and it's it, it's still, like, I've been here several years. It still strikes me as pretty weird. Like, yeah. I, I go home and I have to think, like, oh, why have, why have I not seen that a lot? Well, and the cool thing about that is, like, um, specifically in this instance, it's, I think, well, maybe not specifically, generally speaking, actually, it's practicing listening to the voice because sometimes mm-hmm. you'll say, hey, I don't know. I feel this sense to pray for somebody that has the nickname Mickey Mouse. And and then it's like nobody has that nickname. And and you can feel like what happened? Like, yeah, I thought I felt this. But I think taking that back to God and asking what happened? Like, I, I don't know. I think you get you, you develop, um, you know, in the Old Testament, I want to say it's first Kings 19, but I'm not exactly sure where Elijah is in the cave hiding and God's like. Sends an earthquake, sends um, a thunderstorm, all these kinds like of things. Yeah. yeah. And and his last line is like, I, I'm not in any of those. I'm in the whisper. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the small whisper, right? Um, and that's what it is in like, that's how I like in listening to the Holy Spirit. It's in the small whisper. And I think it's a muscle that gets stronger and develops as you actually are courageous and go like, I think I'm, I, I think there's a posture of humility too. Like, hey, I think I'm hearing God say this. But I'm open to like, I might be wrong, but I'm going to like take a chance on it because Shannon's motive in that was, I want somebody to experience God. It wasn't like you said, like, hey, I need 50 bucks to get whatever I need. Um, that doesn't align with scripture at all. But if if what you're doing is actually just pointing people to Jesus, I, I just don't know how you can go wrong with that. Um, but I do think always holding it with an open hand and saying like, I think this is what God's saying to me. But like, also I understand that I might not be hearing exactly what, I grew up in the Mennonite church too. And so- Coming to Worship Center back in 2002 was my very first experience with a spirit-led church. Like, I actually had never experienced anything like it before. And I would come to every service. Every week, I would leave having experienced God in this really crazy way and leaving feeling, like, challenged or convicted or comforted or another any other word that starts with a C. Like, I just – it was weird. I had never experienced anything like it. So, not granted, I've been here for 19 years. So, now I operate much more in that um, but we were talking about then in Psalm 19, and I think this goes with it. Like there's this list of things and Ryan, do you, if you want to talk about it, I would love to hear your thoughts on it when it starts going through, like, Hey, the instructions of the Lord are perfect. It revives your soul. And then it goes, so I don't know. Let's, why don't we talk it about actually that? It seems like you're just going to cover that, but I've covered everything. <laughs> and I think what someone told me once was Mandy, it's hard to listen to you talk straight for an hour. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> so I think if there, if, if you are like, I gave you that challenge, like pick a Psalm and read it. I think Psalm 19 would be a great one. If you're not sure where to go or, or you don't have one in mind. Um, the thing that sticks out to me in Psalm 19 is, 
how important God's instructions are. Mm -hmm. So the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. And it goes on and on. Um, What sticks out to me is, I, I mean, even me personally, I feel like a like a tension and an angst sometimes. And I think culturally, certainly, there's a tension and an angst. Like, are we confident enough to actually believe these things? Mm. Because, like, when we talk about, like, the instructions of the Lord are perfect. Okay, like, this is God's whole story. We're reading through the Bible. That means, like, is what we're reading perfect? Not, like, the literal words and dates and numbers, but, like, the instructions and, like, the, the wisdom that's in this book that's from God. Is it perfect and true? Yes. Okay. Why can't we just come back to this thing and trust it? And and again, like, I'm in the same boat. Like, I have personal angst sometimes, and I'm just not sure sometimes. And I think it's good to wrestle with it. But that quote that you were trying to get at earlier <laughs> is that if you're, if you're not – and this is just an illustration. It might not resonate with you, but it has resonated with me. Um, if you're not a scholar and you're trying to dig into the Hebrew or the Greek – it could be because you're actually just trying to get out of what it simply says. <laughs> good thing I've never tried to figure out the Hebrew it, or Greek. It, it, you're good to go. Thank you. I, I, the heart of that is like, if you're digging in a way um, that is actually just to avoid the instruction, it might be worthwhile to pay attention to the instruction instead. Sometimes I think the wrestle we have is really the wrestle we have with ourselves. Right. So sometimes we get in our own way. And so this, when I look at it, it's like, okay, um, if you want your soul to feel alive and refreshed, uh, there's an answer for that. It's called pay attention to God's instructions. If you want to be wise, anybody could be wise. It says it makes the simple wise. Um, you know, listen to what God's saying, because it's trustworthy. If you want joy, um, follow what God's saying. If you want insight, still follow what God's saying. Every single one is, Hey, follow what God's saying and you'll receive this beautiful life is what it's kind of promising here. And so I think the wrestle we have sometimes is following what God's saying isn't always what we want in the moment. And God is really, really concerned with giving us what we need, not necessarily what we want. Um, Sometimes I say to my kids, you know, I need you to trust me on this. Mommy can see further than you can. So I can see ahead down the road. I need you to trust me in this moment because I actually know more than you do. Shocking, I know, but I know more than you do. And I think the same with God. God can see further ahead than we can. So when he gives us instructions, do we trust? And that's what you're saying. Can I simply trust that what he's saying is good for me? Yeah, and it actually just sometimes strikes me as like too easy to actually be true. Right. And what I can say is every time I've chosen to focus on God's word, make space to hear God's voice, it actually has been better. I know. Every single time. That doesn't mean it's it's made my life decisions easier. Right. Sometimes God calls us to adapt our life in a way that does bring us tension. Or sometimes God calls us to make a decision that does bring us tension. But being centered in the Lord's commands actually is great. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes that's that's we're we're hesitant about that and probably we could be a little bit more confident. Yeah. Well, I think, again, testing it out, just like yeah. we're testing out, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and being led by the Spirit. Test this out too. Test yeah. out. If you feel like God's leading you somewhere, see what happens when you obey. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to God's Whole Story. We will be back tomorrow with some more Psalms. Definitely pick a Psalm and read that thing several times today. 
and see what the Lord is trying to reveal to you in, in your actual real life, because we do believe that God is interested in our lives and can help us on our journey. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Psalm 12. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. Neighbors lie to each other, speaking with flattering lips and deceitful hearts. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say, we will lie to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless, and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will rise up to to rescue them as they have longed for me to do. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation, even though the wicked strut about and evil is praised throughout the land. Psalm 13. O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, We have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice, because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord, because he is good to me. Psalm 14. Only fools say in their hearts, There is no God. They are corrupt, and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone seeks God. But no, all have turned away. All have become corrupt. No one does good, not a single one. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread and wouldn't think of praying to the Lord. Terror terror will grip them, for God is with those who obey him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect his people. Who will come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel? When the Lord restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy and Israel will rejoice. Psalm 15. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. Psalm 17. O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from honest lips. Declare me innocent, for you see those who do right. You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people. My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. 
I am praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. They are without pity. Listen to their boasting. They track me down and surround me, watching for the chance to throw me to the ground. They are like hungry lions, eager to tear me apart, like young lions hiding in ambush. Arise, O Lord, stand against them and bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. By the power of your hand, O Lord, destroy those who look to this world for their reward. But satisfy the hunger of your treasured ones. May their children have plenty, leaving an inheritance for their descendants. Because I am righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Psalm 19. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 20. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Now I know that the Lord rescues his anointed king. He will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Give victory to our king, O Lord. Answer our cry for help. Psalm 21. How the king rejoices in your strength, O Lord. He shouts with joy because you give him victory. For you have given him his heart's desire. You have withheld nothing he requested. You welcomed him back with success and prosperity. You placed a crown of finest gold on his head. He asked you to preserve his life and you granted his request. The days of his life stretch on forever. Your victory brings him great honor and you have clothed him with splendor and majesty. You have endowed him with eternal blessings and given him the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. The unfailing love of the most high will keep him from stumbling." You will capture all your enemies. Your strong right hand will seize all who hate you. You will throw them in a flaming furnace when you appear. The Lord will consume them in his anger. Fire will devour them. You will wipe their children from the face of the earth. They will never have descendants. Although they plot against you, their evil schemes will never succeed. For they will turn and run when they see your arrows aimed at them. Rise up, O Lord, in all your power. With music and singing, we celebrate your mighty acts. 
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we're reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.